0: Hello and um, welcome back to the Continental Breakfast. Uh, I don't even know what game base this is, is now, it's Phil here, I'm back on the pod after my one day uh, sabbatical due to hay fever. I just uh, Before we move on I'd like to thank Steve and Patrick for their stellar work last night. Um, Steve an absolute natural which is worrying, he's just the Thanos of this group, just taking over now with his superpowers, I knew it was going to happen someday, um, but he was brilliant a great pod last night, but it's myself, Phil, Brenton and Johnny. Um, we're going to discuss uh, England beating Czech Republic 1-0, which Brenton watched and myself and Johnny watched uh, Croatia overcome Scotland 3-1. And they look quite good, uh, Croatia as well, which is telling as, as the term kicking in the knockout stages now. Uh, lads, hello, both of you. Hello. Brendan, we'll start with yourself. You watched the England game tonight. Uh, they won 1-0. Uh, they won the group. Which might end up being an horrendous decision by Garth Southgate to win the group. When they who they face in the next round, we'll find it out tomorrow. But what did you make of England's performance tonight? And did anyone stand out?
1: No, they were shite. Um, <laughs> he sure, it's yours, Branton,
2: talking here, and not me. Uh, fucking hell, very much like
1: me. very similar. Yeah, <laughs> um, they're. I think I, I'm honestly not just saying this. I think they're the worst team I've seen. So far, um, well, maybe maybe Turkey.
0: Um, Hang on, I was, drinking, <laughs> I was drinking my juice there and had to mute my microphones. and didn't want you to hear me slurping my drink. And Brent, did you say England? Uh, th- I mean, we've all made bad uh, calls in the podcast and bad predictions, but you trying to cover Turkey for being shite by saying England have been the worst? I mean, that is some going, <laughs> sir. That is some effort.
1: Um, Okay, I I take I immediately take that back. Um but don't take it back. They're, <laughs> they're really bad to watch. They're um I think of the teams that have been say the four or five that were maybe being talked about as potential winners going into it, they're definitely the most disappointing. Um the like oh I, I don't know if it's just the the media um or the pundits or the commentators. Um I actually double check to see if I could watch it on RTE tonight. Um, but it is blocked uh, when there's live sports <laughs> on, which is very annoying. Um, but that's how frustrated I was. Like, after... I know he's... I don't know, is, is Lee Dixon an Arsenal legend? Would you call him an Arsenal legend, Johnny? But um, uh, he's would, yeah. so annoying. Like, like, honestly, after a minute and a half, I think Sterling hit the post and... England were gonna win it like after that. They're gonna win the whole thing, like, as soon as that happened. Like a much better start, like just it's so such hyperbole, like from the word go. Um and yeah, I mean Saka was good, I'll say that. He was um a bright spark in the first half. he had a couple of nice um touches. Um he he broke the lines in midfield a bit. Um Sterling, yes, got on the end of, a, a, and also, you know, Grealish was okay, um, in the first half. He was, he was, he set up the goal. The, the cross took a deflection and, you know, they were begging up the, um, the assist. Like, that's exactly what England have needed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, the, the, after the goal, they, they kind of, they didn't really push on after that. Um, the checks, as I think Steve, You suggested in our group seemed happy enough to sit back and know that, you know, they were through already. Um, and well, they they probably thought they were going to finish second. They've ended up finishing third in the group and it's a bit of a lottery who they're going to get. Um, they'll probably, I think the way it works is they'll get a a team who finishes top of a group and they just don't know who yet. But yeah, it was, um, it, it was, A game that it was obvious while watching that both teams were through, Um, but uh, England haven't convinced me at all. And I think whoever they face out of that group—Portugal, France, or Germany—unlikely that'll be Hungary. um, Will beat them from from what I've seen so far.
0: Did Did Saka not impress tonight? Because I was watching the Scotland game as well. Oh you did, sorry, you broke up we turned with for me, so it was just Saka then that was the, the sort of the bright spark? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh,
1: sorry. sorry, sorry uh, yeah. Um I heard
0: Saka you
2: fine, numbers. by the way, Brenton, I
1: heard you fine. Uh, thanks, thanks, Alan. You, you, you would hear if it was about Saka. Of course would, of course would.
0: Yeah. What did but you honestly, make yeah. of what did, what did you two make of him starting Saka over Sancho? I know what you're gonna say, Johnny, you might as well get it over with now. Um what and then Brent, you can come in. What did you make of Saka starting tonight for England.
2: Didn't want to see it. Don't even want them at the tournament. Um, I mean, do you know what England's problem is? And it's been a problem for many, many years. Like going back English. to Lampard, Jared. That's one problem. Um, it keeps changing the team. Like you, you've seen the teams in, in this tournament have had basically the same starting eleven, and he's changed. You know the fullbacks every all game. You know the attackers just. There's too many changes. The team are not going to get into that sort of that chemistry to work together. It's just, it's yeah. just stupid. And, you know, Czech Republic are probably sitting there the night laughing, like, ha, go on, you win the game, finish top and get France, Germany, or whatever. You know, you'll <laughs> be out. Um, but that's just Southgate. He hasn't a clue. And uh, I think, Bretton, you might have tipped England to maybe win this at the start of the tournament,
1: too. I think he did, yeah. Yeah, no, so. No, uh, uh, uh. I did. I, I've been making notoriously bad calls. <laughs> like um, we all have. We we all have to be fair. Like but, yeah, um,
2: M- Mr. Yeah, Steve I'm,
1: is is guilty of that too. <laughs> Shout out. Um, I think you. That's a good point you make because um none of the. I mean I think Italy made three changes maybe uh, for their final group game. Um, but the the kind of replace like for like Sakit has. Um, like he's brought in a whole different right hand side in that game. Um, he's played for the last two games, but he played Trippier in the first game for whatever reason. Um, the Trippier doesn't hasn't been spoken about since. Um, he he seems determined to keep bringing Rashford on for minutes, even though he's he's maybe one of the players who, you know, doesn't need minutes. Um. Calvert-Lewin I think just was the opportunity there to give give him 10-15 minutes um, in the last sorry I'm distracted by Phil me saying that Italy made eight changes um, <laughs> but they were through
2: they were safe as houses did, did he start
0: with two it. defensive outfielders didn't I? I didn't see the team so I'm not, I'll do exactly yeah and, Brenton your point still valid like, you, and so is yours Johnny on the changes and the changes on the right hand side um, I don't two know defense more. Yeah, like, I don't Italy... understand. Go ahead, sorry.
1: Italy didn't. <laughs> I, I thought they made three changes because it, it just looked like they all still knew what they were doing. <laughs> it, like, England seemed to completely change their approach or something, or the players are so different. And I think he probably, Southgate caves to pressure, um... Because he feels like you know the calls for Greylish and oh you know why did you end up bringing Kyle Walker if you're not going to play him and so he he played him tonight. Um, obviously Maguire came back in too. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems it seems dis- like there's a disconnect when when England go to to a major tournament, whereas Italy look like their club team. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, um, I, I think. I think Southgate's made a huge error um, not getting Sancho involved in the tournament earlier. I think he's right to play... I know you don't want to hear this, Johnny Sacco... Saka too, because... Saka is a brilliant, brilliant footballer, very, very talented young footballer, and he's done well when he's played for England, so I think that was probably the game for him to play tonight when there wasn't that much on the line. They were already qualified. Mm-hmm. But I think not getting Sancho involved earlier in the tournament uh, and getting him into the games getting him up to speed with things is going to end up costing him because he's not going to start him uh, in the next game. Like he, Southgate won't do that. He'll try and stick with his tried and trusted as much as he can.
2: Lee Dixon uh, thinks he
0: will. Lee Dixon thinks he's going to now, start him. Now, funny
2: enough, I, I was listening to a radio show that you told me not to this morning, and um, <laughs> Lee Dixon was brought on, and he said, they asked him about Jaden Sancho and whether to started start. He said, no, absolutely not. Um, we should save him for the latter rounds. And I was like, he hasn't played though. Like, he hasn't even got a minute.
0: Yeah. If You're he played there. the first two games, then, yes, or played the first game or whatever, or second yeah, yeah. game against Scotland. But he hasn't, he didn't bring bring him on. So that's why, I understand what the Dixon's saying there, he thinks, oh, he'd be fresh, he'd bring him on, but you need a bit of rhythm too in tournament football. You can't just be thrown in off the cold and then expect to get into things as well and just, I think it's a massive error. I think it's going to cost England uh, down the oh, line. Sorry,
1: can I just also say that Lee Dixon was on ITV tonight. He was a co-com, and he said that... <sighs> uh, Lee Dixon? No, <laughs> he completely contradicted himself. He said he doesn't think Sancho's done enough um, when he's been in an England shirt, so he has no reason to start him. So, sort of like, what's he talking about starting him in the latter rounds? Like, he's, he's clearly full of shit. Like,
2: Oh, well, I I can agree. they are, although Arsenal legends, they they are not great puns. Like Martin Keown is exactly the same. but I I kind of thought it was kind of, it's kind of laughable now when you look at the system England are playing. It would have been sort of perfect to bring Trent Alexander Arnold into this team. You know, if they're going to have two boys sitting, you know, he could bomb on, he could create things, put balls into the box. Which, you know, the media in England have just going on about that Harry Kane has not had that service. Well. For a guy that was being questioned whether he'd even make the team, I know he can't, obviously he was injured, but he was being questioned whether he would even go to the Euros. And now we're sitting here looking at us and kind of laughing, thinking, well, you really could have done with a player like Trent Alexander-Arnold, but sure.
1: Uh, the kid, only was thing not. was, J.D., like, the, the play player reached James against Scotland, and Raheem Sterling wouldn't give him the ball. There's so many um, points you can pick out that mm-hmm. Reese James was going beyond him and he just held on to the ball and there, there's a there's one going around Twitter that's, um, I think it's blown up. Um, he literally holds on to the ball for about 30 seconds and ends up losing it and there's a couple of times Rhys James goes to run and goes to run and you can see that Kane is also waiting on that pass going out wide so that he can get in. Like, how Kane mm-hmm. has been, I, I don't think either fit either, to be honest. He's not um, so. he, no. he really you know, I think he'd one shot on target tonight, which is his only shot on target in the whole tournament. Um, but he, he, especially in the first half, he's coming so deep and just like, I mean, into his own half. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Like the, the, the thing that I would say about it is, is that all these good players from the Premier League, the English players don't look as good when they play for England. None of them. Maybe. Apart from Sterling, that's the only one I would say because he's had an indifferent season for Man City. He's obviously come in, scored two goals. Um, for England's only two goals, um, and he's maybe looked the only one. The rest of them are are the opposite.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Like yeah, obviously, the, the the Premier League is full of a lot of foreign players, which are fantastic, and there are some fantastic English players as well. But the Premier League is what it is because. It's, of a lot of foreign players coming in and influencing that league. You look at the likes here: Eden Hazard, you know, Terry, Henry, Aguero, you know, Mo Salah at the moment. Liverpool, mm-hmm. you know, plenty of very, very top quality players there. Well,
0: it'll be interesting to see how they go going forward. Um, England, will uh, be next Tuesday night at Wembley. I think that game is they'll be facing facing either France, Germany, or Portugal, and um, or Hungary. Or or hungry. Be mouth and Thai, whoever it is. um, You were talking about a pundit who talks shite. Well, me and Johnny got the experience, probably the best pundit at the minute, I think, anyway. Ali McCoy. So he actually just talks very real. Like, um, I saw Roy Smith mention this on Twitter. It's refreshing listening to Ali McCoy because even though Scotland were getting thumped uh, and getting outplayed all over the park, he didn't look for Scotland mistakes and say this was Scotland's fault. He just kept talking about how great Modric was, which was true, which we were all watching. He just kept mentioning the wee man, as such a player, he's a wonderful player and what a goal. And he wasn't down or anything, he wasn't negative, he wasn't nasty, he was just nice. And I thought Johnny actually added to my viewing experience tonight because I wanted Scotland to do well. Modric turned it on, look, I know what that's like. He's done it to Liverpool twice in the Champions League recently, once in the final and then once uh, in the quarterfinals this year. I think it was or last 16 quarterfinals, so I know what that's like. And he did it tonight at Hamden Park. And Johnny, they actually they actually look very good at times. For
2: the first time in this tournament, I think, yeah, yeah they they look they look very good. Uh, and Modric has finally found some form in this tournament, um, probably at the right time, you would say now, like, like going into the knockout rounds. Um, you know, I, I said just as I said before we kind of started recording, Scotland were warned about Modric quite early on in the second half. Sorry, the first half. Um, a good save. I can't remember it actually was in goals for Scotland, but tipped it over. Oh, and uh, it was, I thought it was definitely going in. So you know they were they were warned, and a great goal for Modric as well. Like um, I don't know. Scotland like we, we we talked about. It. Scotland started off very well, but seemed to run out of steam very quickly. I thought. Um, I can't really think of any other real kind of clear cut chances they had besides the goal. I you know they had a few chances, but yeah, uh, probably disappointing for Scotland, but I'm sure they're. Their record in tournaments hasn't been great. but it's they won two games in in the Euros and in, in previous competitions? So they, they'll they'll be happy to have gotten there. Like, but sure, they're through and deservedly tonight they were they were great. Like,
0: I thought the atmosphere before the game was class. I think yeah. there was only like ten or twelve thousand in Handem Park tonight, but the atmosphere was absolutely unbelievable. Um, and they were singing "Yes, Sir, I Can Boogie" before the game, and it sounded amazing. And you could tell when the players were walking out that they were up for this. And Scotland started really, really well. They won at Croatia. And for the first 10 or 15 minutes, Croatia were a wee bit dazed. And as you said, there weren't any clear-cut chances, but McGinn had one that Keeper managed to, to palm to the side and then gather again. Um, I think Shea Adams almost got on the end of a cross. Yeah. Shea Adams had a long-range drive, long drive as well. It just went wide. And they're really putting pressure on Croatia. And then they're just sucker-punched with the first goal from Vlasic, uh, the ex-Everton man. A uh, mm-hmm. really good finish, actually. Marshall couldn't do anything about it. Uh, but then Scotland came back again. And went, When they scored their goal, when McGregor McGregor scored a goal, which took really, really well, um, you thought for a minute or two, oh, something's going to happen here. And then I think all the fees just went out of them at the start of the second half.
2: Completely, yeah. And that um, was it
0: then. And, and Modish just decided, you know what, actually, I love playing football. I'm going to take over this game, which I do every time I play football. And good luck to the rest of you.
2: Yeah, even when when, Croatia went two one up. I thought there might have been a response from Scotland, and there wasn't. And when the third goal went in, it kind of killed the, you know the, the interest I kind of had in the game. Um, because yeah, Croatia or Scotland, sorry, we're never going to score two or three goals. Um, but like it, it was a decent game. Like like we talked about it, it was a decent game and definitely a lot better than sounds, than watching England tonight. So I'm kind of glad I watched Scotland. I can I wanted them to do well and. Obviously disappointed they're they're going out because I would have liked to see and Tierney go a wee bit further and see how they get on, but question good.
1: for good. Yeah, go. Cool. Um, did did the absence of Billy Gilmore, sort of psychologically, the whole news story around it, and potentially on the pitch, because he, he would have been in that area that Modric would have been in, affect Scotland, do you think, that much? Or would it have made that big of a difference? I, I think, I don't know what you think, Phil, but um, I just believe
2: the form and the mood Modric was in the night, it mightn't have made that much of a difference. But, you know, it would have been a good learning experience probably for Billy Gilmore playing yeah. against Logan Modric, like, when he's in that sort of form. I
0: think As good as Billy Gilmore has been, and looks like he is going to be, he still would have got the run around from Luka Modric. Modric is. watch well, different gravy. I want to see Modric up against Kante again. Yeah, that's what I want yeah, to see at some point. If, if it can happen this term. I want to see that happen. Like, Steve put that stat in. Luka Modric was the youngest goal scorer ever for Croatia, and now he's the oldest goal scorer ever for Croatia mm-hmm. in Euros, which is just not 2008 and then uh, 2021. Uh, Billy Gilmore would have been massive for Scotland, don't get me wrong, but McGregor and. Um, Armstrong and again still played well at times, but like w- Modric, when he's in that mo- mode, like is no one's going to get near him. Very little, very few players can get near him when he when he turns it on. And he's shown that he's won the Ballon d'Or. He's the only man to win the Ballon d'Or in the last was it ten or fifteen years. It hasn't been Messi or Ronaldo. Mhm. Or how many, like many he, years? He, is? He, he, ten or eleven. He years.
1: doesn't get enough. He doesn't get enough praise, like
0: he, Modric you know. doesn't get enough praise. Look, Modric should be seen probably as. When he finishes the top three, maybe, greatest European midfielders. Certainly in the conversation the top five, look what he's won. Look what he's took, Croatia. Like, Croatia's population is tiny. Croatia's a small, small country. Look what he's took them to uh, semi-finals um, of tournaments, and he took them to the World Cup final. He's won was four Champions Leagues now, Real Madrid. He's won a Ballon d'Or. Who knows what he's going to do now in this tournament. He, it was... Uh, uh, if you can get a chance Brenton and the listeners didn't watch it get back and watch some highlights on it because some of the passes Johnny as well he was pulling off were just ridiculous he kept doing it with the outside of was boot too as well after he scored as if yeah. to wind the Scottish players up look what I can do bang outside the foot he played a lovely pass down uh, the left hand channel crazy left hand channel Scotland's right for Rebic um, at the 77th minute with the left foot and it was inch perfect Rebic Rebic was rolling on to it he could just take it on, on the first touch it was an inch perfect like he I still have nightmares of him, of what he did Dustin in Kiev, uh, what he did Liverpool in Kiev, like it was horrendous <laughs> watching it unfold in front of your eyes, and Liverpool players couldn't get near him, and um, yeah, it'd be interesting, even like, the likes of Wijnaldum in this tournament's played very well, I to, I'd want, like to see Modric do that up against Gini Wijnaldum, and like to see Modric against Kante, you know, those types of battles, so, look, it's really unfortunate that Billy Gilmore, it's, really, it's a sad story, Billy Gilmore's tournament was ended by COVID, after such a brilliant performance the other night against against England but yeah, I think he'll be back with the Scotland team I think they'll qualify for another tournament not to, to have a dig at anyone but UEFA and FIFA are making it easier for more teams to qualify so there's no reason why Alexis Scotland can't go again Northern Ireland can't get into one again and the of Ireland can't get into one again so hopefully we'll see these players come back and, and give another account to themselves but as for tonight if, if Croatia can play like they did there for spells and whoever they get in the next game and whoever they get next is in for a tough night
1: Johnny, yes. T- tell me this: what 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 did Modric win with Tottenham?
2: <laughs> oh, when did it, What when did he say it? Because the it depends what he's saying, But I can imagine, just you know, just imagine he's won absolutely sweet FA.
1: You're correct, sir.
2: Yeah, I wasn't sure why he was there enough for the League Cup though. But I mean, like we can't even count that. That's pathetic, for sure.
1: Moved on.
2: That's that's it. He loved to score a goal against us though. So ah, but, he uh, loved
0: score against everyone.
2: He wasn't on the same. Well,
0: you just remember as well, like in the last Euros, was against Argentina, where he thumped that one in from long range. He's unreal that night as well against Argentina in the World Cup. Sorry, he's mm-hmm. absolutely unbelievable. So um, yeah, a brilliant player, a brilliant night for Croatia, and they march on. Um. Group E and Group F finish tomorrow. So we have, I think it's Spain up against Slovakia and Sweden against Poland in the 5 o'clock games. All still to play for in this, in this group because Sweden obviously have four points, Slovakia have three, Spain have two, and Poland have one. So I think it's still happening. I think Sweden are guaranteed to go through, but um, I think everyone else is sort of still up for grabs. How do you see, Johnny, the... Spain and Slovakia game going Spain have been pretty grim this tournament so far grim to watch
2: Ah, they've been boring haven't they they haven't really been like the Spain teams of old Um, it's very tough to call isn't it because there's obviously a lot to play for um, for both teams so I don't know if it it was like the Spain team i seen in the first game I might fall asleep to be quite honest Um, (laughs) I actually might watch Sweden and Poland to be quite honest It, it seems like it'll be a better game um, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a draw. Just, I just don't see it being either team winning. Uh, That'll put like,
0: Slovakia through and possibly put Spain out.
2: And deservedly so, because Spain have not really been having let up the tournament whatsoever. You know, they've been very boring. Like they, they can keep possession and pass the ball about, but you know, they're not putting the ball in the back of that They're just kind of, I don't know. It's it's. It's like watching a Pep Guardiola team, like a Man City team, you know, in the early stages when he got them. You know, they weren't, they were good, but they weren't, you know, they were never going to win the league. I think they finished fourth or something the first year Pep was there. But no, uh, not not particularly looking forward to that one, Phil, to be honest, and probably will avoid it.
0: <laughs> Bretton, how do you think that one will go? And obviously, Johnny as well, you can come in, how do you think the other game will go between Sweden and Poland? Your boy Isaac, who you were very excited about the last round, he'll be back in action for Sweden.
1: Yeah, touching on Spain quickly first. Um, I put a tweet out um that they've had an average of of seventy two percent possession um over the first two games, and the closest team to that was Italy with fifty seven point seven percent. Spain had twenty eight attempts in two games. Italy had thirty seven. Um, so that just sums up what J D was saying there. Like, they can pass and pass and pass, but there's no penetration. Whatsoever with Spain um, even you know, the the goal that they scored um against Poland was kind of scrappy, um, and I know you were happy for for Murata because he's been getting so much abuse, um, but he's he doesn't look like you know he's going to be the answer really, um, yeah, I, I you know I. I one shot I did make before the tournament was that Spain were going to be the flop. And, <laughs> you know, you got just, something right there. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll cling on to that for dear life because I haven't got anything else right. Um, But I, you know, I, I can, I can see them going out. Um, Slovakia obviously looked quite good against Poland. Um, I know Poland. Poland had a man end-off in that game, I think, uh, from what I remember. Um, but they've been better than I thought they were going to be. Um, so, and they'll be also be up for it. Um, I know it, it's in um, Spain, which you would think on paper works in Spain's favour, but because they've been so poor um, and because there's actually a threat of them going out, you know, if is starting the front foot in that game, that could turn into a really difficult night um, for the Spanish and and for Enrique. And you know, there's when you look at that Spanish team, there is not a lot to turn. I think I touched on this the last time that we looked at one of their games. Like, there's really not a lot when he turns around to that bench. You know, I think you mentioned Traoré at one stage. Obviously, Thiago didn't start um, either. Um, but apart from that. Like you don't have any game changers there either. So, um, it'd be interesting to see if Enrique, you know, goes with a stronger, I mean, a more attacking side, um, and just kind of throws all caution to the he's, wind. And and
0: he's he's gonna stick with uh he's gonna stick with Murata. Murata's, Murata's his boy. Like he's gonna stick with Murata, um, and I don't know what he does with that midfield. But it's a it's yeah, a big, I mean. it's like a big he... night for Luis Enrique. Like uh, if they get if they, if they don't go through, uh, it's all gone for him. And and it, and it looked like at times when he first took over that they were in such a brilliant rhythm and they looked going really really well. And obviously there was horrendous circumstances why he had to take a step away. Um, and fair play to him for even coming back. Like, I don't know how he does it, but they uh, they just they're just stuttering stuttering at the minute, and it is just people say death by football because you know, it'll be pass, 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 and then a goal, but this is just death by boredom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're just there's, there's boring no in teams into falling asleep and then next thing a, a goal will bounce. I know there is no end product, so it be really interesting. Do do you can do you think Spain will turn it around? Do you think Spain will have enough to ultimately get past this very resilient Slovakian defence with Milan Screenyard at the back and and do enough to get into the last sixteen?
1: I suppose it all it all kind of depends on that on that other game. Um, like there is a there is a situation I think where you know Spain draw the game and they go out. Um, yeah. So I, I think that would maybe require Poland to win to beat Sweden, um, but
0: no, if, if Poland enough. beats Sweden, they're definitely. Out. If Poland, Yeah, if Poland beats Sweden and Spain draw and they're 100% chin and I don't even think a draw is good enough for Spain at all. They have to go win tomorrow night. They can't be relying on three points of coming through as one of the the best third place teams on three points. They have to go out there and try and see this one off uh, in Seville. Definitely. Uh,
2: yeah. I
1: think that, that it'll give, it really will give um, Slovakia you know they're going in to the to the game tomorrow night with three points already. You yeah. know if they draw, they're through. So I think that's important. Uh, Spain will kind of have to come out and go for that. Um, and, and Slovakia, like as we know, as you said already, they're they're a resilient team. And you know Sweden were were better than them and, and just beat them one nil. So you know they're well capable. Of sitting in and soaking up the, um that Spanish passing, I, I can't wait to see this the passing stats of that game because I can see Spain getting near a thousand passes.
0: <laughs> Lord save us! Lord. Do you think Sweden will put Poland to the sword? Do you think Big Rob Lewandowski will fire his teammates through to the next stage?
1: I think Sweden. Yeah, I agree. Right. Sweden
0: going to on top of this group then.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think they're, because you've already said, like they're qualified. Um, So yep. they'll da- they'll definitely be going into the, unless they make wholesale changes, um, yeah. which, you know, they could do. Um, the sacrifice is topping the group in that stage, Um, which I'm just trying to look here. You know, yeah, if you, if you win that group, you play a third place team. So that, I think that's, that's a good enough incentive to, to go for this as well. Um, so yeah, I think the, the, the Poland haven't been able to, to get Lewandowski, I know he scored in the last game, but they haven't really, as a general rule, really been able to get him into their games so far. And w- with Isaac, Sweden have, Somebody who can who can pick up the ball and as we saw in the last game, you know, go at teams, um, and I think that's where where they could maybe get at Poland and and probably win the game.
0: And the final group games um, of the group stage for Euro twenty twenty sees Group F come to conclusion, which is two pretty big games: Portugal um, against France and Germany against Hungary. Now, just give me two seconds. Germany against Hungary uh, is obviously a big game because both teams can go through but it's taken on a bigger uh, I don't know what the right word is but Munich and Germany they wanted to light the stadium up uh, in the rainbow colours for the LGBTQ community to show solidarity with them because of obviously what's been going on in Hungary and the fact that the law was passed where there was a hideous law go and check it out I I don't want to get it wrong but it's basically discriminating against the LGBTQ community ...in Hungary... ...and they wanted to light the flag up... ...and... ...or stand up the flag... ...and UEFA... ...being the fucktards they are... ...they decided to block it... ...because... ...they see it as a political statement... ...and... ...they don't want this... Uh, ...in their game... ...now despite... ...in 2019... ...tweets... ...resurfacing about how UEFA wanted to stand up for... ...the LGBTQ uh, community... ...and to look after them... ...and to make sure they all feel welcome... They have done this. Now, my thoughts on this are that if I was in charge of the Munich Stadium, I would just fuck UEFA and himself. I would just light it up from tomorrow. I um, think everybody would would yeah. be on I, your side with that, yeah? What, what's going to be the fine? You know, they hardly find anyone. The fines you get for racially abusing a player are... Pennies, basically, compared to what players are earning or whatever, it's not going to be so. What What are they going to do? Kick Germany out of the Euros? That's never going to happen. So just do it. Um, st- stand up for it, and it's not a go with people in Munich for not doing it. They have to look after themselves too. Do you know what I mean? They They have to be seen to obviously as well. They, they want to protect their club, protect the stadium, protect tag of the German FA. So I understand why they don't want to put them in that position. But I think it was me. I would just go and do it, and then deal with the consequences afterwards. What What do you make on it as well, Brenton?
1: UEFA are our, our money hungry hypocrites. Like, um, they I think we they kind of got a massive reprieve because of the, um, European Super League stuff and everyone wanted to keep the Champions League. And yes, the Champions League is a good product, but the, the people at the top of UEFA are a disgrace. Um, if you check out a couple of tweets back on our on our Twitter, um, I went on to look at, at a reply that they had left to somebody. Um, and I'll just read it out. They said, unfortunately, there are still lots of people, many within the LGBT community, who don't feel included or welcome within football, we think it's important to remind them that they absolutely are this is everyone's game. Yeah. And then they go and then that was two years ago, um on third of August twenty nineteen. And today they've done that. It's an absolute disgrace. And if I was um if I was German the German national team what what is if they if germany go ahead and do it what i'd love to see the pr um the press release from from the from yeah. after that to, how would you have to try come and tell everyone if, to, if they come out and try and tell everyone that they're they're fine or they're banning germany after that i'd love it to have
0: them yeah oh 100% 100% how, how would they come out of that trying to make themselves look like the good guys again they wouldn't. They just have to be silent on it. The 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 thing is like, and we know all this. Like they 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 bend over and and they they bow down to massive political leaders like Orbán in Hungary and Putin in in Russia, and and they just take whatever's been given to them in the background. Everybody knows what's going on, like, and then they just appease them, and it's just totally stupid. Like, and and I advise you to read up on people. That listen, listeners, they haven't. And what has been going on in Hungary in the the last couple of weeks and why, yes, everybody likes to see a minnow doing well and an underdog doing well, but why this isn't such a feel good story. And even like the ultras, people were sort of saying at the start of the tournament, look how class they all look as one group because they're an ultra, but when you read into what they've been doing, the Hungarian ultras at games, what's been said, what they were doing before the game, at the weekend there, before the French game, you'll see that this isn't, as I said, the feel good story that you think, so... Tomorrow night, when they're in Munich against Germany, and what do you make of? How do you think the game tomorrow night between Germany and Hungary will go? Quickly, give us your predictions.
1: Um, I think Germany will tank them. Um, nice. And I'd love Rudiger to score. And I don't know if there is Hungary fans at it, is there? Um, but maybe. Uh, I I would love. Uh, um, I would love that to happen, and just him to get right in their faces.
0: Um, because he's the type of boy that would do the same thing, sir.
1: He is, sir. He is, um, but yeah, uh, I, I, after that, I think that was Germany really impressive, obviously against Portugal, I think, now they're in, into a bit of a rhythm, yeah. and they'll they'll go on, and um, I don't know if they'll top the group if the one, I'm not sure what the logistics are in that group. Um, they will
0: top it if uh, the other one finishes a draw.
1: Yeah, France are currently top, aren't they? So if they win, they win.
0: Um. So,
1: yeah, I can see Germany winning going through.
0: And how do you see then France v Portugal? It's obviously a humongous game tomorrow night. How do you see it going?
1: Yeah, Portugal needs something out of, the, out of that game. Um, so I think that makes it interesting. Um. I think France going into this last set of fixtures are the only team who are guaranteed uh, qualification. So um. Portugal will need to do something, which I think makes it definitely makes it interesting. Uh, we, we've seen that from the from the first French game that they can defend when when called on. Um, they were very solid, especially the two center halves against um, against Germany, um, and Kante as well. Uh, so unless. Which, which I can't really see. France have only four points. Uh, I'm not sure they would want to sacrifice first place, but um, I can see Portugal having to come out, obviously, uh, which might leave them uh, vulnerable oh dear. on the counter, which we, which we know is not a good idea against France. Um, And we saw Germany take advantage of it as well. So, yeah, I think that could be a really good open game and we could get goals in it but I I, I think France after that little scare against Hungary will, will come through there
0: Johnny how do you see France against Portugal going tomorrow night can you see Portugal getting the, the result they need or do you think France will inflict revenge on uh, Euro 2016
2: it could go either way I think um, I didn't see the actual France-Hungary game so I don't know kind of what way either team performed whether France were crap or Hungary were very good, but um, like you say, it's it's all in the line for for all these teams. So it should be an interesting interesting couple of games. Um, probably, if I'm going to say one team, probably France will probably end up getting the result. Um, really, have enjoyed watching Kylian Mbappe. Um, he's he's great. And uh, Griezmann scored on Saturday, didn't he? He did. Yeah, you know, So all my prediction for top goals you know, that's, that's the start of it. He could be top goals scorer. couple of goals in night. morning. He's
0: two I think behind Alexa Lukaku and Gino Winaldum actually I think up there with three now as well. Boy. PSG. PSG. Gino Winaldum. i know. ridiculous. But well, at least we got to hear um, or see Bukayo Saka the you'll recruit play it well. <laughs> um, so to finish up then We'll be back on. Uh, was, we'll be back on Thursday morning to give us a review on the final stages of group games. We'll t- talk about who's going to be playing who next, uh, and that'll be the group stages over. It's it's been emotional, folks. There'll be no more one or podcast a for a while. We'll t- obviously be taking breaks in between games and stuff. But as always, thanks to everyone for listening so far to the podcast. Catch all of our podcasts and all your apps. Just look for the Football Battle Pod. Uh, check out all our social media channels again. The Football Battle Pod, Brenton, the Patreon link.
1: Patreon.com forward slash footballblabble.
0: Boom. Chat this to again tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of the football. The group stages are coming to an end and there's still a lot to play for. Enjoy it and good luck.